Psalm 100, lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it. Everyone, everywhere, worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy and realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping Yahweh, our God, for he is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you. And he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Amen? Amen. And that's who we worship this morning. That's who we're going to praise. And we're going to bring our affections and our adoration to him today because we're hungry for his presence and hungry for him. So if you'd like to stand, that would be awesome. We can just join together and worship Jesus today. You're so worthy, Lord.
All honor to your name All honor to your name The name that's so much greater than all names Come on, let's lift him up Let's lift him up
Your name. 
beginning and the end, beginning and the end. Aren't we so glad? The God has
I just want to read something here out of 2 Peter chapter 1. Let's just stay in that place of worship and connecting with him. Nothing is as lovely, nothing is as worthy, nothing is as wonderful as knowing you. And just on my heart this morning, in 2 Peter chapter 1, it says, Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, he says, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us, by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's all of us who know Jesus have obtained that same like precious faith. It's precious. We've received it. We've received him, Jesus, in our hearts. It says that grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness 
through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption or depravity that is in the world through lust. So he's writing it to us, to those who have obtained the same like precious faith. And he's declaring and prophesying grace and peace be multiplied in the knowledge of Jesus. So it's our knowing of Jesus and our relationship that grace and peace gets multiplied through this, through knowing him. And that his divine power, and that word power is that dunamis word we've been talking about lately. That dunamis, that dynamite power, like raw power. As, as Pastor Bill says in Brazil, dinamite, dynamite. Uh, it's that dunamis power. And so there's been the, the dunamis movement, uh, the dunamis conference that has been made available. And uh, as a team, uh, the Mozambique team yesterday was able to watch some of those or parts of some of those. It was very powerful very powerful and share a little bit about that more um, but just encourage you to if you don't have those links you know reach out to Ashley or Jamie or Cynthia um, but the the dunamis videos were incredible uh, the ones that I've seen so far but it's that dynamite power raw power dunamis power that because of his divine power it's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. So everything that we need, everything that we need to live life, everything that we need to, to function in our work and school and family, everything that we need, he has given us that dunamis Holy Spirit inside of us power to en enable us to accomplish it, to do what he's called us to do. And that through that knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, virtue and by which, so because of Jesus, because of Jesus coming and, and through his divine power that he gives to us, we receive these exceedingly great and precious promises that through these we may be partakers of that divine nature. So God has promised, throughout the word of God, he has promised to his people, to those who are part of the family of God, to, to those that know him as father, that are in relationship, that there are promises that come because you're part of the family. You know, because you're a Larson, it means certain things. That's our last name. If you're a Larson, there's certain things that means. There's certain promises that means. You, you have that name, you have that inheritance, uh, and there's certain things that come because of being in the family Larson. Well, in the family of God, there's these exceedingly great. Larson's like nothing compared to <laughs> the exceedingly great promises that these guys get as they partake and participate with Jesus. Um, and so the Lord, I just believe he wants to remind us um, that everything you need is found in Jesus. Everything that we need, every situation going on is found through what Jesus did on the cross, through him coming and living, dying on the cross, being resurrected and being alive and in that life that he offers to us through freedom from sin and just relationship with him. And when we take communion, we're, we're just partnering again with that. And so for those of you who know Jesus, have relationship, we want to just take communion together. And just as a, it's a remembrance, but it's a powerful remembrance that there's these great and exceedingly wonderful promises that he has for us. And that through the power of the cross, through the power of that relationship with him, you know, that we, we are able to... Um, 
take care of your, you know, move through everything in our life, you know, whatever is going on pertaining to our life and to godliness. And, and through that, it allows us to escape the corruption of the world, it says, that we don't have to give in to lust. We don't have to give in to the desires and the things of the world and what the world says are best and what we need to do. But he has promises that are way better than that and a freedom. So there's, there's freedom in him. So I just want to take this communion together and, and just sing this again, maybe if just that chorus, uh, if you could put that back up for me, Angela. Um, but Lord Jesus, I just thank you for your body that was broken for us. Thank you for this opportunity to just join in communion fresh and new and to remind ourselves that, that there is grace and peace multiplied into our lives, into our families, into our relationships through you, Jesus, because of the dunamis power, Holy Spirit power working inside of us through that relationship with Jesus. So, Lord, I thank you for your body that was broken for us, your blood that was shed for us. We just sanctify these elements as holy to you as the, as the body and the blood of Jesus. And as we partake, Lord, I just thank you that you're going to release life into situations, life into families, life into people's bodies. There's any sickness in here or online you're watching as you're taking of the communion elements. Just trust the Lord that he is providing even that. That's one of the promises, life and healing. So thank you, Father, for life right now. All sickness going, all weakness going, Lord, just as you've done so many times here and around the world and in the Bible, Lord, that you release your life right now. Thank you as we partake. take of it. Let's just sing this out to the Lord. Just declare who he is. today and each day. Father, I just thank you. I just pray your blessing on each person here. Again, I just thank you for healing life. Lord, your blood covering each one. Lord, that as we go through this week, Father, that you would just protect from accidents, protect from places where the enemy would cause us to, to try to stumble, Lord, and we would just say no and say, no, I am receiving of that dunamis power, the divine power that comes through my relationship with Jesus. I'm receiving those great and exceeding promises. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Show us more and more what that means. Show us more and more what it means to be sons and daughters of the Most High. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I 
love it when we just worship him and lift him up and I know whenever I'm seeing how more and more of how big and amazing he is, it just shows me how much my little problems aren't a big deal, that he can, he is more than enough. He's more than able. And, uh, you know, we're excited in the next Monday uh, that we have um, Pastor Mary Pat and Ashley and myself uh, supporting Pastor Mary Pat are going over back to Europe Last year, we had the privilege of um, going. Teresa was with us last year. Uh, we were, as well, um, Richard Ostrom, our partner from the Netherlands, and Inez Nunez, our FMI director in Brazil, uh, were with us at various parts of that trip through Europe. We were in seven different countries. Uh, but one of the things that the Lord had us connecting in with is, is a movement, and uh, so saved. And it's headed up by a man named Jean-Luc Trachel, and uh, so the heart's cry is to see 100 million Europeans come to the Lord in the next uh, 10 years, 9, 10 years. Uh, and, you know, for the gospel to go throughout all of Eastern and Western Europe. And so our trip uh, last March when we were there, we were in, in uh, more Western Europe. And this is, uh, we're meeting, and so this is a leadership summit for the Europe Shall Be Saved uh, movement, and so we were a part of that, and it was an incredible time of just connecting with believers uh, from around Europe mostly, but also missionaries from the United States, from various other countries uh, outside of Europe that were there to partner in and strategize and, and say, Lord, what are you doing? How can we reach the nations here, specifically in Europe? And so that conference uh, leadership summit is taking place again next week, and so we will be there uh, for several days in Eimeldingen, Germany. Um, what's that? Oh, that not, not like tomorrow next week, but like I said, we're leaving next Monday, a week from tomorrow. So the following, not this week, but the next week. So yeah, so it's the 20th through the 22nd. We'll be in Eimelding in Germany and connecting there again. And it's interesting how God moves in the different relationships and people we met there and, and that specifically that trip to Europe last year was incredible how God opened doors and you know, many times we didn't know exactly where we were going, and Holy Spirit showed us. Um, so as we're already in Europe, we are praying and asking, Lord, Lord, where, where would you, you know, we're, we're already here. Is there somewhere that you want us to go to connect, whether it's with, you know, in the various countries we've been in and partners we have there or different relationships we met at Europe Shall Be Saved or other places, Lord, and, you know, what do you have? And so we're kind of looking um, to see what the Lord might open up and checked a couple different places and just really didn't work out, wasn't working out. And uh, Pastor Mary Pat was actually, <laughs> you know, we're just a couple weeks out from leaving and like, Lord, where, where do you want us to go? And she was just driving down the road and the word Dubrovnik just came into her mind. The, yeah, well, she asked, yeah, she asked the Lord, where are we going? And, and she just heard the word D Dubrovnik. And that's a city that's in Croatia, which I don't know, how many of you have heard of Dubrovnik before today? Uh, my hand's down, by the way. You can raise it, but mine's down. I, I did not have any idea where Dubrovnik was. Uh, she gave the word, and I'm like, where is that? And found out it's in Croatia. And so Croatia, as you can see there, the capital is Zagreb, and uh, Dubrovnik <laughs> is way down here. You see the little islands in the orange way down at the very tippy end? Keep going, keep going a little bit. Yeah, that's Dubrovnik's right about there. It's right on the coast. It's, a, it's actually a town about the size of 
uh, Maslin. It's, I think, about 41,000 people is what uh, it said. It's, a, it's been a place for tourism uh, just because it's along the coast. Um, but they, uh, I was talking to a pastor there yesterday, and he said that um, they were the first or one of the first republics to recognize the United States as an independent nation uh, when, when the U.S. Uh, you know, left Great Britain and, and declared that they were an independent nation. So uh, just some interesting history throughout uh, Croatia. There's been a lot of things that have happened there. And so uh, as we, we actually met a man at Europe Shall Be Saved last year named David Jonke, and it was literally a three-minute meeting while walking around the building and Oh, and where are you from, Croatia? Oh, I don't know anyone in Croatia. And ended up getting his contact information and put it in my phone, and that was it. And even when we were looking at countries, I was like, there really wasn't a connection with the guy, and I really don't remember anything about it. But, um, you know, as the Lord gave that word to Pastor Mary Pat, reached out to him, and um, he then connected us to uh, someone else that's a regional leader, um, Zuzana Lowe, in Croatia, in, in Zagreb. And uh, as part of an upper room uh, prayer house that also has turned into a church as well. And they said there's just starting to see revival just starting to come. And young people just in the squares and on the streets just coming to the Lord. And they actually just since July started this church because they've had a number of them coming to the Lord. And she said in the past it was like taking frozen peas and throwing it on the, on the wall and hoping they'd stick is the words she literally used. Uh, but she said now in just the last year or two, like God is just doing a fresh work and just capturing hearts. So, so we're excited to go there, uh, and we're expecting to be in Zagreb and Dubrovnik. Um, the details are still being worked out, so you could pray for that. Um, but we'll be heading out a week from tomorrow, and we'll be there just for eight days. Uh, so it's, it's a brief trip, but uh, excited to be first at Europe Shall Be Saved, and partnering and connecting and strategizing for Europe as a whole, uh, but then going on to Croatia and with these new connections and excited to see what God does there. So, and then on April 1st, we have a team that is headed to Mozambique, Africa. And so actually I'd like, Kennedy, if you could come up real quick. Um, so we have a team that's going to be heading out to Mozambique and God's been pulling that, you know, bringing that together and, um, that's been fun, and so just in the last week or so, there's this, been this incredible dynamic uh, that's been the process of a year to a week to today, so. Okay, sorry. Sorry, guys, I had to get a snack. <laughs> I was a little hungry. So, how do I start? Okay, so lately, let's just be honest, I've been dealing with a lot of battle of my mind with fear and really learning how to um, build my faith with that. Um, for the, like, I would say, like, the last year, um, the Lord told me, gave me a prophetic word from someone about getting a platform and going out to the nations, and in my mind, I'm like, me? Me? Like, I, I'm the most quietest, shyest, timid person ever, like, me? But so the Lord said... a year ago? Yeah, ab about. <laughs> and um, the Lord was like, yes, so I didn't see it happening, and this whole entire year leading up to now, the year of the open door, um, the Lord has been preparing me to be sent out to the nations, and he's been building my faith, and as I said yesterday, peeling me like an onion. I'm talking about a lot of food yesterday. <laughs> um, just <laughs> We really were. <laughs> but peeling me like an onion and removing the layers of self, um, 
th that process and trying to make this quick. But this so morning, a week ago. Oh. What happened a week, week ago? ago? Last Sunday. Last Sunday. Anything happened that you were moved in your heart to think about something you hadn't? Oh. Yes, last Sunday about Mozambique, about going, and I've been praying about it. I've been thinking about it ever since we've been talking about it, and I asked the Lord, like, do you want me to go now? Like, I, this, my circumstances aren't really looking right, so the Lord was like, have faith. So, he said so go. So, last week, at the end of t praying for Pastor Mary Pat and, and just releasing healing into her wrist, uh, Kennedy came up with Tiana, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and as they were coming, uh, Pastor Mary Pat was just sharing with us and, and you know, share with Kennedy that the Lord just said her, she's going to ask to go to Mozambique. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, again, we hadn't really said much about that, but came up and yeah. sure enough, you said, yeah. I would I like to go to Mozambique. Mm -hmm. yeah. So how was the first? We had a training. Yeah, exciting. You can clap. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! So first time to travel internationally. Yeah, my first time to travel. So there's a lot of... <laughs> Get, o get over myself. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and then yeah. yesterday we had an all-day uh, time for our team that's going to Mozambique for training and impartation. And like I said earlier, we watched some of the Dunamis videos, which were powerful. What is, you know, just one short snippet of something that stuck out to you mm. besides the onion? So, Peeling. Okay, besides my onion. Okay. Your onion. Um, I would say Hebrews 11 and 1, faith is the substance of things not seen and heard. That scripture has been like a foundation for the last, I would say, like two to three years of my life. And really building my faith and actually this morning um I, w I was struggling with fear and i was praying to the lord and he gave me the scripture uh, proverbs 3 and 5 trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledge him so i was like thank you lord and he also led me to the book of nehemiah about building about him building the wall and the lord um, brought it to my attention about building the wall of faith and I've been having a lot of opposition with family members telling them I'm going and they're just a lot of opposition and the chapter about opposition to work and the Lord just said keep working because I already worked I'm already working within you so you can do this so so if you get a chance uh, after service, feel free to check out this table. It has some different facts and things about Mozambique and our relationship there with uh, Pastor Jose Novella and Iris Global and, and everything there. Um, but Father, I just thank you that all fear is going. Lord, thank you for this great adventure. Thank you that Kennedy heard from you to go, and she said yes. Father, that we would all hear the go in our hearts from you and, and say yes to everything that you've called us to. And Lord, I thank you that just as, you know, the communion, as we talked today, that he's giving us everything. He's giving us by his divine power everything that pertains to life and godliness. And that certainly includes Mozambique for Kennedy. But Father, I just thank you. You do that in each of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And then I was going to show a brief, I forgot about that, I was so excited about everything and getting you up here. Uh, we do have a, a, just a brief clip from our trip to Europe last year, and we will put that up. So again, there's Croatia. Oh, here's me. And the crew will pull this act. And when the fire of God is released over those who are hungry, and as the crew from God are freigesetzt over degenen die hongerig zijn, there's a tangible change in the atmosphere. Dan zal die verandering in de atmosfeer. Hey, I was in Rotterdam in the summer. Ik was in de zomer in Rotterdam. And there was someone from Argentina. And there was iemand van Argentinië. And he was releasing. 
Maastricht, which is uh, in uh, southern Netherlands, uh, and uh, we literally had come from the airport, met Richard, rented a car, drove, ministered to a guy that was originally from Germany, kept on driving, and pretty much ended up in the church service, uh, ministering, and then went and slept that night in Belgium. So uh, that was, the trip was amazingly cool, the way God just orchestrated things. So again, excited, so um, I think... That's what we have for now, or you have a picture you were going to put, or was there one other? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, see, I forgot about the audio video. I apologize, audio video people who have put these wonderful things together. I could have done this when we talked about Mozambique. So, Mozambique, here's just kind of an overview of some of what God's been doing in Mozambique in recent years and coming up here. So this is our land there that you could see on the ocean that land the Lord's given us. So that is the church building on the Sunshine Irish Soccer Academy grounds. And you can see the dormitories on the left, the church building on the right.
Amen. So that's a little clip that's the end there was land that the Lord's given us on the sea in Mozambique there. Uh, but just incredible ministry throughout the villages. And uh, we're going to be doing a kingdom Bible school like we do in Ghana. Uh, I mean, it'll be Mozambique style, but uh, it's, we're going to be doing that up in an area uh, where there's the the prison and just some new a new place that uh, is being pioneered. So for leaders and um, and members of the church and stuff. So Ash is going to share something that took place in Brazil. And yeah, so in 2022 in Brazil. Uh, we had an incredible time being able to speak at a church and just see the move of the Lord. And so uh, we are actually talking about it a lot yesterday. Peter was bringing it up. It was stirring in our hearts of all the healings that the Lord released in this time of just speaking out the testimony of what Jesus has done. And so this young gentleman, Angela, if you just want to put it up so far, don't start yet. But this gentleman had an amputee, amputated leg. And his other leg had screws and metal and platinum all in his knee uh, from a motorcycle accident three years prior. Um, and so I won't share what happened. I'll briefly let you watch the video and just testify to what the Lord has done. We're believing right now that the Lord has done a mighty So as you can see, that's a six and a half minute video of just testimonies of healings from one church service. And so it was just so incredible to watch Jesus being present, pouring his compassion, his love out on these people and seeing this creative miracle where this man literally could not bend his knee before because of metal in it. Like it, this is clearly not something that is naturally possible whatsoever, however you want to describe it, look at it, it should not be happening. And he's up there literally without his cane being able to jump up and down with his knee bending. Like, I mean, you can't, you can't do much more than that and just describe how incredible Jesus is as the healer, as the worthy one who we are giving all the praise and all the glory to. So, amen. Isn't that cool? I haven't seen these things um, in a while. The one from uh, Mozambique I just saw last night because Ashley did that on Friday. And um, some other ones I haven't seen, even Europe shall be saved. 
And so I'm really excited about this because the Lord's been speaking to Pastor Bill and I about miracles, signs, and wonders here that really move the heart of the Lord and obviously people who are able to be, to be taken care of from Jesus' perspective. And so I really believe we're going to see that here in a greater way because Jesus said, I'm going to do the greater works. He's saying that to us. You are going to do it, but I'm going to do them through you. So you need to know me. And you need to know my ways, and you need to know who I really am. So the closeness with Jesus is not just fluffy. It is really important because the Lord wants us to make a difference in this world. So I'm very excited about what's coming up. And I don't want any of us, my heart is, to think, oh, okay, that's the missions, that's for somebody else. And I don't want any, anybody to think, oh, my gosh, they're making me go on missions. You know, all those kinds of thoughts that go through your mind or could go through your mind. It's a matter of a privilege that God gives us to be able to see the world through his eyes. And he's working on many fronts and many levels. That guy that you saw in Brazil, he goes to the church that we went to. And it's a very noted church. It's a large church. It's been around forever. And it's a mover shaker church and all of that. And I'm telling you, the power of God just blasted out. And all these people were getting saved. So when he came up and he started showing us this and dancing around, it was like, oh, man. God, this is so cool. You're doing this around the world. You're raising the dead around the world. You're doing creative things around the world. Through this ministry, we've seen a lot of things that are creative, meaning they weren't there and God put them there. Creative miracles, eyes that were being formed, blind people from birth being able to see, deaf people being able to hear. That's really cool. Dead people actually being raised. God is doing this and he's saying, don't just think about the power that needs to be present for something like that, but think about the intimacy that it's very important that you have with Jesus so you can, you can walk that road and you can be sent out, wherever, whether it is to the nations far, the nations here, wherever it is. This is our 30th country that we'll be going to and ministering in with Frontline, okay, and through Frontline this year coming up with Croatia. And honestly, guys, I'm on my way to this appointment that I have. I'm going down Portage. And I'm talking to the Lord and knowing that we're going to go to Europe, she'll be saved. And I said, Lord, we're taking a few extra days because you put that on our heart to be able to stay there. There's a lot of nations, obviously, in Europe. And so is there anything else you want us to do? Is there a place you want us to go? And I heard that word as clear as you hear me talking right now. And it wasn't audible, but it was inside. And I went to Pravnik. So it's like, I don't know. What are we going to do with that? I don't know. I can't wait to get there and tell you what God has in plan has in store for us with Croatia. So I'm very excited about that. And today, I believe that as the young ones go to their class, the teens go to their class, unless they want to stay in here, we're going to see some things that are amazing that God's going to do today because he's here. He says, greater works will you do because I go to the Father. Jesus' words, not mine, not somebody else in the scripture. Jesus himself said, I want you to be one with the Father like I was. I want you to do the greater works, and we can define what that is and spend a whole next uh, year of our life talking about that. But he says those words, and he says, ask anything in my name and I will do it. It's like, whoa. So we've got a big God who's saying, I want you to understand what I mean by these words and then activate and move out and do the greater works of Jesus. Wherever you are, you're in the business world, boom. You know, angels come into your boardroom. Maybe they don't see them, but you do. Whatever it is, it's the supernatural way of living 
that Jesus is. Jesus is supernatural. So whenever he shows up, it's supernatural. So it's really understanding that we can all have this close relationship with Jesus and see things change. That one place, this is the first time I've seen that video, where I was talking about, um, you know, the Lord and what he was doing when I was in Europe and fireballs that were sent and all that. I, I was just brought back to that. I don't think I've seen that video before. It was like, oh, just asked Ashley to get something from Europe shall be saved a time frame because we were in Maastricht next to Belgium and so God had something for us. Oh no, that was the wrong trip. That was the trip before that, I'm sorry. So that was Europe last March and then we, we, um, we did this as well. And so I, I want you to, no, that was, am I right? Was that part of it? Oh, Maastricht, okay. And Europe shall be saved was the same trip, but it was a little bit later. So it's been a, there's been a lot of activity here. But I want you to know that when we were there, there were all these young people, and people were telling them, you know, oh, you got to do this, you got to do that. It's going to be so cool when you do all these great things. And they're looking at them like this. And I'm sensing in my heart, they don't even know Jesus. What are you guys doing? Not judging them, just like in my heart. Like, Lord, I don't know what to say. I'm going to be going up there with a microphone. Give me, what do you want me to do? And, and basically, it was help them see why it's so important to step into a personal relationship with Jesus and not get all this churchy religious stuff. Help them do that, because they don't know me. This is what I sensed anyway. And I don't know anybody's heart. I'm not judging anybody. It was like, God, give me the, give me the words. Give me the power. Give it to me, because I don't have it. I'm just me, and I'm showing up there. And all these teenagers, all of them got saved. It was like so cool. They're all giving their life to Jesus because they realize there's something bigger than me, someone, and I need to know him. And I've been going to church here, going to church meetings, and what for? It's annoying. Honestly, for some of them, and others are just obeying, and they're coming, and that's okay to get them to, you know, get in the presence of God, but help them transition to see that Jesus is for everybody. And God did that. So after that trip, I'm just thinking about this right now. After that trip, we heard from people, I have never seen so much love in a team like you guys were because we operated it together. We operated as a team. You guys saw me holding and I'm talking and all that. That's great. But all of us were in this together and we were flowing together. So this morning when I was getting ready and I kind of got lost in worship at home, you know, it's like, oh, God, you're so good. And I'm reading the word, getting ready for today. And I look at the clock and go, oh, my gosh. I was on, I felt, <laughs> you know, kind of in a different place. So I'm driving up here, and I get in here late, you know, and I'm looking at all the cars going, Lord, I was with you this morning. And, ah, oh, you're speaking to me. Okay, okay, I got to get in there. And I'm thinking, Lord, what is it? What do you want to say to me? One word that he said was, operate like you did in Poland. It's like, thank you, Lord. So, you know, I had some other things in the scriptures that I'm going to go over in just a minute here. But I want, to, I want to let you know, we were in Poland. And this is this past summer. We operated as a well-oiled machine. I loved it. Yeah, I was leading some courses and classes on evangelism, but it was with the help also of the people that were with us. Okay? And I believe that the Lord is saying, I am stirring you up in your most holy faith. Yes, we had mission training day all day. It turned out to be like 12 hours or something. And it was intense, but it was intensely loving, fun, and it was like, God, you're so big. So it was amazing. It was a really big deal. 
yesterday getting us ready. And you weren't there, so you're hearing going, that's nice. But it really was to give glory to God. But when I heard those words this morning, as I'm driving in, I felt the Lord was saying, get ready. You guys were so great to pray for me last week. Pastor Bill gave a great message with healing in there. But the Lord said, I'm going to do something really great today. So I'm going to be calling. We're going to be, we are going to be ministering to each other, but also to those who are online, because this is who we are. This is what we do, and that settles it. And if you want to jump on board with that, just jump on board with that. If you don't, you don't. There's no pressure. It's just the truth. I don't want to play church. I want it to be real. I want people to want to go for it, whatever it is. Yeah, we're going to Mozambique. Yeah, we're going to, to Europe. This is cool. And it's awesome because through his eyes, I believe, and I believe the word says it's the heart of Jesus, just to see the nations through his eyes. He's the lion of Judah, and he's roaring inside of us. And he says, I want to give you, I want to give you what I am, which is the desire of the nations. Jesus said, I am the desire of the nations. It's said about him. So the Lord says, I want to plant that inside of you. So that go inside is going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. So when that go is like percolating on the inside, it's like, go, yeah, go. It's like, go to the guy down the street. Go to Starbucks. Go. And then that go grows to be able to go overseas. Hopefully, one way or the other, either, you know, participating in prayer, worship, financial, all of it, and going. You know, it's really cool because God says, Jesus says, I'm coming back at a certain point. And you guys have goals just like you do in business and in the medical fields and different places. Okay, you've got goals. We're setting goals to be able to get out there and get the word of God to people. So there is a change in people's lives. It's happening here in Stark County. We got things coming up and some can share about that later. God is saying, jump in the pool. Don't stand on the outside going, that's a nice pool for some. And God's going to make a real big difference. I'm excited about that. So uh, I know we have a watch of the Lord. Uh, I'm just going to say it, Car. This week, and it's Friday? Fr 9 p.m. to 5 a.m., Okay, oh my gosh, well, I sleep during that time. Well, you know what, come here. If you fall asleep, you might wake up. If you can come, that would be great because intercession and worship and prayer is really, really important, and you'll be hearing more about that. But we're inviting you to be, to be part of that, and somebody will send something out. But we do this quarterly or whenever it is, and, and these are some of the most powerful times that I even you know, can tell you that happen in this place, as well as trainings and things like that, because we're really serious about the presence and power of God. Amen? So God bless you. Young people, go to your places, and we're going to just move on some things. We're going to turn in our Bibles to Mark chapter 5 and look at some verses, and I'm going to ask you some questions. So Mark 5, 21 through 43, miracles and healing. This is the nature of God. This is the nature of who he is. Oh, man, it's like goodbye. There they go. All right. Well, those who are here, there'll be some coming back. That's a lot. Uh, let's take a look at that. We're going to take a look in our Bibles. We're putting that up. From, I have it in the NASB here. When Jesus, I'm going to read it for us or with us together so people online can actually see it up here. But I'm going to ask you to be willing to be stretched today. It's like, oh, man, she's going to ask me to do something. Well, I did that in Poland, and every one of the people in Poland on our team, they went up, and they were such a blessing for this whole uh, tent 
of meetings, so to speak, that we had, and I loved it. There were words, there were pictures, there were visions, there were miracles, there were healings. People were set free. The power of God went forth. It's like, this is who we are. And God says, I'm no respecter of persons, so don't hold back. I don't want anybody to hold back thinking I am not, I'm not part of that. Hey, come on. Step in because the Lord says the greater works we'll do. And we'll define those later, but let's pray for healing and such today. So when Jesus had crossed over again, you got it? Crossed over again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him and he stayed by the seashore. And one of the synagogue officials named Jairus came and upon seeing him fell at his feet and pleaded with him earnestly saying, oh, my little daughter is at the point of death. Please come and lay your hands on her so that she will get well and live. And he went off with him, and a large crowd was following him and pressing in on him. A woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much at the hands of many physicians and had spent all that she had was not helping, had not helped at all, but instead became worse. It says 26 here. That's next to this. After hearing about Jesus, she came up in the crowd behind him and touched his cloak, for he had been saying to herself, if I just touch his garments, I will get well. So it's this desire for Jesus to move. And this is a familiar woman with the issue of blood account. And many times I've preached about this in a village or in a church or somewhere, you know, in a crusade stage or something. And I know this scripture really well. And I just, you know, animate it or talk it out. But I want to get the words I want us to see what the scripture actually says. So that's why we want to follow up here. And it says, she was not helped at all, but instead she became worse. And after hearing about Jesus, she came up in the crowd behind him, touched his cloak, and she had been saying again, which I'm reading again, if I just touch his garments, I will get well, if I step in. And immediately the flow of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And immediately Jesus perceiving in himself that power from him had gone out, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing in on you, and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see who the woman was, to see the woman who was doing this. So the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be cured of your disease. Just stop for a minute. These are Jesus' words. And try to envision what this might have been like with this woman just scared to death, going, I, I got to do this. I got to press in. And when I connect with Jesus, something's going to change. Would you like to see that in this church? Would you like to see that in the city of Canton? Would you like to see it in such a way where the desperation of the people that are here, very desperate, Maybe some not showing it. You know, maybe they're very, you know, staid people that don't really show their desperation to too many. They might go to a, you know, go for counseling, get some pills, and they feel desperate, but they can calm it down. You know what I'm saying? And God is saying, look, that desperation that's inside of you, I know it's there, and I want to deal with that because I want to bless you. I want you to be okay. I want you to do, I want you to be... If, uh, fulfilled. I want you to know me, and, and, and I want you to do the same for others, because I love you. You're really cool. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Do you realize I love you? Do you realize I accept you? Do you realize 
that junk that's been coming into your world and life is just to derail you and the people around you and your destiny. I want to cash that out, and I want to help you step into what's really going to make a difference. Because when I came and I died on the cross and I rose from the dead, I came in power, but I came very humbly as a baby in a manger. But I'm coming back as the Lion of Judah. It's like, you know, what kid, what teenager wouldn't want to know about that? Really, if we are, if we're so stoked on the inside and we're, we're talking to people and letting them know, let me tell you about the real Jesus. Let me tell you how he's changed my life. If we're so worried that we're going to th throw them into a tizzy and, and we don't want to say anything because they just might, you know, freak out, maybe we need to change the way we think because the Lord is saying, listen, stop and think. Because the enemy's after our kids and grandkids and our neighbors and our friends. And so the Lord is saying, listen, I, I'm, I'm all you need, but if you're filled up with me and you're confident and you're bold and you're going to step out and really tell it like it is, I'm going to use your testimony. And that's what I saw in Poland. I loved it. So when I called the team up, just give an example. I called the team up. I was preaching about, I don't even remember what it was, but I just knew that this group of people I was with, they're going to come up in the front. And from what I had said at the beginning, and the power behind it, because they hadn't, didn't meet the team yet, really, they were just flocking up. They ran up, and they had other places to go. There were other meetings they could have been part of, but they didn't. They stayed, and it was like, oh, boy, don't want to get in trouble here. You know, I don't want people to go to their class or their meeting or whatever. But it, a lot of them, many of them stayed, and they had to change like, well, not a lot of people showed up here because they were in your meeting. That's really okay because we were with people who were cool about that. They weren't rigid going, what are you doing? It was just freeing for me thinking, I, I hope you're cool with that, and they were. So when I brought the team up and they're spread out, it was like, you go. This is awesome, and I'm part of it. But there, there was a way God did it. And there was a way where the dunamis power, you've heard the word, and it has to be beyond, it's a dunamis conference, like, I ought to watch it. No, it's got to be this, this knowing inside, I need the power of God in my life. You know, I've got my world pretty well ordered, and, and I'm doing, you know, my life pretty well. But the Lord is saying, I want to bump you into the deep end. I really do. I love you, but I want to take you and toss you, boom, into the deep end so you can, you can really be submerged under the water. Not just learn to swim, but you're learning to breathe under the water, under the presence of God. Honestly, somebody said they kind of felt like that last week when you guys were praying for me up here, and everybody, somebody called for, hey, let's repent. Let's have a change of thinking. Let's say, oh God, what are we doing? For whatever it was about. And there were a lot of people on their knees, and I'm just kind of sitting in this chair going, what is happening here? I don't have anything to do with this. I'm just sitting there. And God took over, okay? And he started the ball rolling. Pastor Bill was used. I sat there. And then it had to start. It's like, you know, sit there. Let's do something. And the Lord is saying, do something. And he's stirring us up today. And it was done. And I'm so grateful. And then it went, and the locomotive started going. And God is doing amazing things. And he's using this. And look at this. Okay, and more is coming. I'm telling you, the Lord is saying, wake up and open your eyes. I want to use you. 
Don't limit yourself. Don't pull back. It's like, oh, I don't know if I should. I don't know if I can. I don't know. I don't know. No. You're getting the green light here. And I'm saying we're, we're going to release what God has put inside of us and, and, and not hold back. You know, many times when you have a mission training weekend or yesterday, it was just like a day because we were going to go to Mozambique in July. And because of certain things, we said, you know, we're going to bump it later. And this is the later. And the Lord told me there will be things that you have not seen that you're going to see in this trip going to Mozambique. It's going to be different. And it's like, what does that mean? I don't know. You see all the little videos, and that's cool, and and I'm sure we'll be doing some of that. But I really don't know what he's got planned, but with the way this year has been, I know it's going to be amazing, I'll tell you that. So back up here. So when when we were in Poland and we had the people out in the front, I stood off to the side praying for people, but I was watching people just like engaging, like maybe in the spirit nicely by praying, but getting words, getting pictures, getting visions, doing, doing, doing what Jesus says can be done in the way that they felt comfortable doing. And we had amazing things happen and then continue to happen. So the point is the Lord's building the issue of blood. And yes, we need to be, you got to catch it. It's not enough to just talk about the woman with the issue of blood. And yes, we need to be going and praying for people. Amen. But the Lord is saying, can you see what I'm doing? Okay. Back then for you right now in the scripture, can you catch this? Can you see it? All right. Check it out. This lady has got this issue of blood and she's going to doctors and you know, spending all our money, nobody can do anything. And sometimes we say, well, you know, you know, when it comes down to the full desperation, because doctors couldn't do anything, well, then maybe that's when Jesus comes on the scene. Did you ever think it's the other way around? Did you ever think that the Lord is saying, excuse me, I came to this world. I died on the cross for you, for sin. Anything that is not I love you, Lord, with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I love neighbors as I love myself, or as I love as I am loved by myself, because the Lord tells us that. The great commission to us, and the great love versus to us, okay, promises. Anything other than that is sin. We're like, oh, no, no, no. It can't be. Sin is when you're consciously thinking about this through that. Sin is any kind of separation from the flow of perfection. His name is Jesus. Thank you. Okay? You can define it and put it in little categories, but Jesus didn't. He's not talking about it this way. He's saying, follow me. Get close to me. Let me, let me clean things up. Let me help you get the pipes moving and things are flowing. Let dunamis power flow through you. It's rising up from your spirit, man, just touching your innermost being. That's really great. Notice that Jesus is saying, just come close to me. So with the woman here, with the issue of blood, can you imagine how she might have felt? Number one, she's a woman. She's not supposed to be doing what she's doing. Number two, she spent all of her money, and she, she was desperate. And the Lord is calling us to you know, get into that place of desperation for a move of him in our heart, that we can have the kind of relationship with him that he says we can have. And it's going to affect everything in our life. For this lady, it affected as much as we can see from the scriptures, but it affected her, obviously, 
in her, in her being, and that blood situation dried up. But, but check out the words here really carefully again. It says in verse 33, put that up if you would, guys. But the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. In other words, this is my deal. I'm coming close to you. You've got me. I am surrendering. I'm just not going to sing a song. I surrender all. It's going to be surrender. In other words, she may not have understood the words fear and control and all the things that we can define that are in Scripture. But the Lord here for her is, is just saying, you just came to Jesus and just opened your soul. Here I am. This is me. You got me. And then he said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be cured of your disease. Go in peace. So the Lord wants to bring peace to our soul, doesn't he? All right, to our minds that are racing. When we can't sleep at night, and it's not always the Lord saying, just come and pray. All right, he's going to give peace in our feelings and our emotions. He's going to give us peace in our uh, place of making decisions and his will. He says, I want you to come in so close that you're going to know me, know my voice, hear me more and more and more. And you get people who tell you that, scriptures that speak it, then the Lord says, just, just act it out. Well, I can tell you on this, most, or on this uh, Poland trip, what I saw is that our team grew together. They grew individually and together. Okay? It may not have been what everybody thought it might look like because you always have your own opinions of what it might look like. We went to Auschwitz. We didn't know what that would look like. Huh. But the Lord is dealing with us in every circumstance of our life. All right? So when it comes for me... When I'm uh, asking the Lord about where to go and when to go and all of that, um, the way that I operate also, not this is the only way, is just say, Lord, I've got this going in my heart, go. And I said, I want that to be biggie-sized. I want to be passionate, on fire, burning for you. And the more that I burn for him, the go increases. And then I say, and then I say, Lord, if there's a reason why you don't want me to do that, then let me know. Instead of, should I? You know, it's, it's, it's a different, it's part of the communication process that I have with the Lord because I'm burning for the nations on the inside. So the Lord wants us to get to that place of burning and burning and burning. So burning for the nations on the inside will propel us to go and speak to people about Jesus wherever we are. Okay, that's the point. And the point for this today, when we're going to pray in just a little bit, is that the woman with the issue of blood was so desperate for her physical healing, but we also see that she was trembling and she was fearful and she had all kinds of stuff going on, and she was just propelled towards the healer himself. So many times people say, well, don't pursue healing. Pursue the healer. Okay, well, if your body's hurting, okay, you want to be healed. He said, I gave you this. <laughs> I gave you healing. But I'm go I am going to stir you up in your most holy faith and in your passion for me so that you, well, yeah, you're driven towards me. The enemy hates that. And Jesus also wants to free us from the maladies in our life. It's like, I want to, Jesus, you're just amazing. You're great. And, and I want my words and my attitudes and my actions to be seen by others. And the enemy will, will, will really try to stop that. One thing that's coming to my mind right now in the middle of this is that when we were in 
um, when we were in Europe last year, not the Poland trip, which is Europe, but the Europe trip, we'll call it, it seemed like everywhere we went, there were people who were so rigid and stuck, and it's like the Lord was bringing up depression. You can see the word depression, you hear the word depression, you can hear it in their voice, you can see it in their eyes, and people were just drawn to the peace, to the joy, to the power. They were drawn, like the package of Jesus. And these are business people. These are people out, you know, doing many, many works and jobs and things like they all have. They all have a life, and they're all out there. And the Lord is saying, I'm calling you to infect and infiltrate the place where you have influence, wherever that is. And it might be in your home with your kids. Great. But then it steps out of that, wherever you are, because people are desperate to know Jesus. And we don't understand maybe the fullness of the desperation. God's giving us a picture of the physical healing that he's bringing here. But what he says to her is peace. He says, daughter, your faith in me has made you well. Go in peace and be cured of your disease. Okay, think about what's going on here. I, I absolutely love this. And what's so cool is the crowd pressing in and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see the woman who had done this. In other words, there was release of the dunamis power that was also in the Lord Jesus. Okay, that was the scripture before. Let me keep going here. While he was still speaking, people came from the house of the synagogue officials saying, your daughter has died. Why bother the teacher further? But Jesus, overhearing what had been spoken, said to the synagogue official, do not be afraid, only believe. So God is talking to us about belief. I'm not going to define it. I'm not going to say another word in this moment about belief. Let's take the scripture for what it is. What is God trying to say to us about where our level of belief really is? This is up here in the head, and it stays in the head, and you're going, yeah, I agree with this. But it's not coming out of our lives. There's probably a disconnect somewhere. And God wants to take care of that so that the power and presence can move and touch ourselves and, and other people as well. Jesus, overhearing what was being spoken, said to the official, don't be afraid, only believe. Well, I guess I read it again. And he allowed no one to accompany him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Hmm. Kind of stayed close because Jesus, it was helpful for Jesus to be around people who responded, I guess. They came to the house of the synagogue official, and he saw a commotion and people loudly weeping and wailing. And after entering, he said, why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child has not died, but is asleep. Thank you, Jesus. And they began laughing at him, but putting them all aside, he took along the child's father and mother and his own companions and entered the room where the child was in bed. And taking the child by the hand, he said, Talitha Kumi, which translated means, little girl, I say to you, get up. And immediately, the girl got up and began to walk. She was 12 years old. And immediately, they were completely astonished. Immediately. Two immediately's. So she got up immediately, and immediately, they were totally astonished. That's really cool. They were completely astonished. And he gave them strict orders that no one was to know about this, and he told them to have, give her something to eat. It's like, okay, well, Lord Jesus, you're in charge, and I'm not going to spend time deciding here as to why you said that. This was not the time. But let me give you a little clue. You go to the next part of the scripture, and then you get an answer. So we got six verses here, and then we're going to pray. 
Mark 6, 1 through 6. Now Jesus went out from there. Catch this. If you really want to start flowing in the works that Jesus says, with your own people that are really close to you, you got to get some fire. You got to be on fire inside. And it doesn't mean you're shaking and doing backflips in front of people who are going, you're crazy, leave me alone. No, you just have so much fire inside that it turns into a burning love. And they can see the love in your eyes. Love. And it's fiery love. And that's what people saw in Europe last year. It was fiery love. I watched our team in different things, different places that we were going. It, we didn't know what was going to happen. It's like, oh, they're going to give the gospel over here in a backyard of this place, and it's a business, but it looks like a house, and it's like, what's going on here? And people are getting saved. You know, it's like, oh, this is outside. This is not in a church. This is a meeting. And Brother Yoon's son Isaac was used. It was really cool. And our people were used. And it's like, I'm watching the kingdom come to Poland right there, going, this is cool, and it needs to keep going. And so there's people here who were there. There's people here who've been in Mozambique. There's people here who've been in Brazil. And there's other nations coming. Croatia, here we go. But the Lord is saying, look, you are so blessed to be in a place where it's not one person going, I think I want to burn and go to the nations. We've got this influence in this place. This is how we were started and founded. And the Lord said, I, I, I'm not stopping. You're the only ones who can try to stop it. So the Lord is saying, let's, let's keep going, let's keep doing this so that we're affecting change with all the people who are around us. Everywhere we go, in the educational realm, in the business realm, in the medical realm, in the, uh, any place of government, governmental realm, whatever it's going to be, we've got a freedom cry coming up in, in May, and we're going to have this place packed, and it's really awesome how we do it. Because God told us to change. Change the way you're doing it. Get rid of these chairs. Get tables. Get wonderful food being brought in. Do something different. And so it's like, all right. It's not exactly a very big place, but it's what we got right now, and that's going to change. Because the Lord says, I've given you a place of influence. Now prepare for more. Okay? We got to catch this. Let's get these six verses, and then some of you are burning a little bit inside or feeling like, yeah, I want to step in. All right? Think of who that might be. Jesus went out from here and came into his hometown. Ooh, and his disciples followed him, followed him. And when the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue. Now, we're talking Jesus here. Now, catch this. We just went through a couple of really cool miracles, right? So watch this. Right after, the Lord's saying, let me explain to you what is happening he says, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many listeners were astonished, saying, where did this man learn these things? And what is this wisdom that's been given to him? And such miracles as these performed by his hands, they're already yapping their mouth, flapping their lips, and criticizing, just questioning. But no, it was a critical spirit, judgmental spirit that was going out. And guess what it did? Let's read. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, Joseph, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are his sisters not here with us? And they took offense at him. Oh, man. This is no small thing, even using the word offense. I love it. They took offense at him. Why? Because they couldn't wrap their arms around the fact that, this, that Jesus was really who he was. And the Lord says to you, do you know who you are? Do you believe who you are? Do you believe 
that what God has called you to be, to do, to be able to partner with him and step out in faith and do. Do you believe it? So here's what happened. Jesus said to them, a prophet is not dishonored except in his hometown and among his own relatives and in his own household. Oh, man. L let me read that again. Okay, because here we are in this, in this environment all together here. A prophet is not dishonored except in his hometown and among his relatives and in his own household. This is Jesus. It's in quotes. This is Jesus saying these things. And he could not do any miracles there except that he had laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. And he was going around the villages teaching. I... Uh, I, I want us to think about this because the, I believe the Lord is saying I want to bust out, okay? I, I want to do that. I believe the Lord is saying that. And so, you know, this is, this is not, oh, yeah, I got to come up here and go, yeah, da, da, da. you don't have to do anything except hear the message and respond to it because the Lord is calling. Some of you are feeling some anointing inside moving and shaking because the truth of the scripture has been given. And I know that. And if you believe that you've got something to offer somebody else other than yourself and other than just receiving the word for yourself and, you know, being stoked, going, yeah, that's really nice. I like that message. I'm pondering that. That was really good. I like the fact that they're going there and this is who I am and this is what I do. And not joining in in heart. I don't know how God's going to do it. Then, you know, I'm saying... The Lord is, is calling us right now. So I want, I want to see your hands. If you feel that the Lord has used you mightily in the past, okay, and turn this one light down a little bit. It's like right here. I can't see anything. Just a little bit. These two. Turn them down just a little bit. Not a lot. Just a little bit, whoever can. Because I can't see out here other than there's people. I see some of you. I mean, I see you. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, I just I want to be able to see you a little bit better. Okay, if you feel God has used you, that's good, that's, that's enough, that's better. <laughs> so, if you feel the Lord has really used you and you want more, and you want to be used more, you want to you step out a little bit more, and it's not going to take going to Poland to do it, or going to Mozambique to do that, or going to Brazil to do that, but you really want more, you're really being stirred for the more yourself. Okay, obviously we know that people who are at the mission training are going, yes, of course. I mean, that's a given. I'm not even talking about you guys. I'm talking about the rest of us who are not at that. How do you feel? Do you want some activation for yourself? If you want more activation, right, then just come up here. Put your hand up first, okay? If you want activation, okay, then just come up here. I'm just going to pray. Yeah, you want some activation. That's all the word, that's what I hear from the Lord, activation. You want more from the Lord? Yeah. I mean, if you were here yesterday, you can come up. <laughs> Certainly. Okay? Just come up. This is not my idea, you guys. I, I'm just hearing the word, activate. Just come. Move, move, move so you can see other people. Come up. Move down. Everybody move down. Come up. More activation. Okay? 
more room. Come up. There you go. Can't come any further. Well, I guess that's everybody. So I guess that's a good response to what the Lord is saying he wants to do. So we're going to pray right now, and then we're going to turn around, and we're going to blast the people who are watching online. And, you know, it's maybe not as many as you'd like to see, but guess what? That's going to change because the Lord is changing up things. He really is. He's been speaking very loud, loudly and clearly. It's like there's a whole world out there that needs to know what you carry and who I am. And I, and I want to see that. And that's what's going to happen. So if you're interested, this is, this is not for anybody but Jesus. Okay? So look, we're going to pray right now. Holy Spirit, you know, if you want to raise your hands to heaven, you do that. If you don't, don't do it. I just don't, you know. <laughs> I like obedience, but I want people to respond to the Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Lord, you see everybody here today. You see us all right now. And Father, we all have our opinions and we all have our ways, and we all have our desires, and we know that you're wanting to do a new work in each one of us because you're making that really clear from what you're saying in the scriptures and what you're saying right now to us, Lord, by the Spirit. And I just thank you, Father, for the fire in this place, and I thank you for the release of an increase in the responsiveness to the dunamis power that resides on the inside of us, and Father, we're not just going to sing about be baptized in the Holy Spirit with power and fire. We're asking, Father, for that right now in a greater measure, in a greater way, to be able to walk out what we were called and destined to do. So we just thank you right now in Jesus' name for the people here who have felt the call in their heart, in their life. They've been used by you already. And they want to take a step further. And they want to go deeper. And they want to be able to be that mouthpiece and be that vessel to be able to increase who you are and represent you well. Lord, it's not time to slow down, go backwards, and just maintain. It is not. It is time to move out to accelerate. It's time for fire to burn. It's time for unction of the Holy Ghost to come upon people right now to be able to activate in a way that only you can do because you're God and we're not. So we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you're touching areas of fear and control that would keep us down, that would keep us from moving out, that would keep us stifled inside, that we're stuck and not able to go and do the greater works and do what we want to do and speak out and say the things that we want to say. Lord, we know that only through you can that change. So we thank you, Father, that even Jesus, when he went to Nazareth, could un be absolutely touched in the soul realm by the unbelief. Wow, Lord, we know right now that the greater works are what you're calling. You're, you're so in love with us that we're going to step out and we're going to see the dead raised, the blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk. We're going to see it. We're going to see it. We're going to see it even more. And we're going to be going to the nations even more. We're going to be going to the streets even more. We're going to be going to our families even more. We're going to be going into our workplaces even more because we're experiencing you and we're seizing the moment and we're not looking at something that might take place in the sweet by and by, but it's taking place now because you're saying this is the time for activation. So we thank you, Holy Spirit. Stir everybody up right now, Lord, in their most holy faith. My encouragement right now is cry out to the Lord yourself. Open your mouth and let it come out. Cry out to the Lord. Lord, here I am. I want more from you. I am asking for a release from you in my inner man. 
that I would be strengthened in the inner man, that your power would flow into my mind, my will, my emotions, and my body, that I would be healed in Jesus' name, and I would be strengthened right now in the inner man. Come, Holy Spirit, let your flame burn. Father, give wisdom where there has been fear. Give power where there's been, when it's called discernment and it's not. Give, give this power and give this wisdom right now in the power of the Most Holy Ghost right now to come on every person here. Lord, I cannot do church. It makes me sick. I can't do it anymore. If that's in your heart, come on. The Lord loves the fact that we're gathering together. But it has to be real and it has to be dynamite and it has to be intensely personal and also going out to others. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are Messiah, Jesus. Your image is imprinted in our soul right now. So thank you for that our born-again spirits that do not sin are raising up right now. And the power of Most High God is moving out, the dunamis power that's bubbling up on the inside to touch every area of our life, to free us and to propel us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the great joy. Thank you for the great peace. Thank you for the saturation of righteousness in this place. If you got any sin in your life, beloved, lay it down right now. It's like, Lord, I don't want it. Put it in the basket of a hot air balloon going up and I'm done. Just give it to him. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Any fear, any control that I wasn't created for such a time as this, let it go. Any, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Thank you, Lord. Let there be a step into really who I am. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Keep coming, Lord. Let it be, Lord God. Let it be. Stir us up. Shake us up. Shake us out that the wild stallions will be birthed right now to go in the highways and byways to the four corners of the earth. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that everyone is responding. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shake loose right now, the Lord says. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shake us out of our religious thinking. Shake us out of any unbelief right now. Shake us out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for this impartation today. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let it be. Let it be, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody who's here from the Poland team, from the uh, Europe team this past year, and from Mozambique and Brazil, anybody who went to those countries, just come up here for a minute. The rest of you, stay where you are. You're noted. God loves you. Just come up here. Stand on the stage. If you went to any of those trips, just come up here. Come on. Kind of quickly, please. Josh, can you take this and move it? Just pick it up and move it down. Real quickly, guys. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, everybody up. Move a little faster, guys. Let's go. We want to try to keep in time with America time. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We're still receiving right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Okay, now what I'm going to do right now, this is a word I have from the Lord. You guys, come on up on the stage. All right, I have got this mic, and I'm going to ask those who are up on this stage from these trips, and there's others who aren't here today, that's fine. I'm asking right now that you would ask the Lord, and this is not go on and pontificate and preach. This is no time for that. This is a word from the Lord, and it's about a healing or deliverance or something that's very specific. He'll give you a picture, vision, or word. Whatever it is, just ask the Lord. And if you don't have that, and you have a sense of burning in your heart of destiny for somebody, and you don't know who it is, then give that. Okay? And it's going to be fast and furious. The Lord told me there will be people will be prophesying today. So whatever it is. Okay? Don't be afraid. Just step out in faith. And we're going to pass this and we're going to move it quickly. Because it's going to go out. And the Lord is saying this is part of our activation. Okay? All right. Who's first? This doesn't have to be long and super. I'm a prophet. This is not what I'm saying. Okay? You are all prophetic people. Who's got it? I just, the Lord just, uh, I just hear the word uh, right leg, that there's a, a pain that just is reoccurring in someone's right leg, whether it's someone here or someone online. So Lord, I just thank you, Father God, for your power that's being released right now by your precious blood, Lord God, that was poured out on the cross. Lord, I just thank you, Father, that all pain, Father, all pain and whoever's right leg that is, it could be multiple people, will be released, will be, will be, will be gone in the name of, mighty name of Jesus, that your power will will touch their leg and release that pain in Jesus' name. We're going to keep going. If you're going to pray it out, pray it out like, like she's doing. But fast, this is like a popcorn thing, and God will do it really quickly. Who else? Um, I don't know how to pronounce the word, but it's like tenonitis or something, the buzzing in the ears. So, Father, just for anybody in this room or watching online that um, has has had that recently or has suffered from that on and off or continuously, Father, we just break that off in, in your name, Father. We just thank you, Lord, that you're going to fix whatever nerves or whatever stress levels, whatever's causing that, Father. We just thank you for being bringing peace to the inner ear and for being bringing peace to uh, the emotional realm that causes that to happen, Lord. So when I was praying down here and just releasing just past hurts and uh, forgiving forgiving people, I just saw like just instantaneously as I was forgiving, I saw a clear picture of a bridge and just the Lord was just speaking like as we forgive, as we release those things to the Lord, it's a bridge to just continue to just flow and be be a bridge to healing for others. So as we release forgiveness to others and go through healing ourselves with the Lord. So thank you, Father, for that, for anyone else who is just releasing things to you in their emotions and past hurts and wounds, that they're, they're just releasing that to you and that balloon is going up and we're saying thank you, Jesus, for your healing. That's just a bridge to um, for people to come to know you even more. Thank you, Jesus. Just saw um, somebody that you have chronic gastrointestinal pain, like when you eat or you just have sharp digestive pains. It's something that's been not just in a season, but something that's been reoccurring and chronic. Lord, we just cut that off. Father, in Jesus' name, we just release your fire. Father, right now into the digestive systems, Lord, to the small and large intestine, and Lord, the whole endocrine system. Father, we just call that into alignment, Father, and we release your fire of healing. 
Father, in Jesus' name, breaking any generational curses as well, Father, that, that caused that affliction, Lord, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, that it's rooted out, and Father, that there's complete peace and healing right now over that entire digestive system, Lord, in Jesus' name. Uh, <clears throat> similar to what Haley was talking about, but specifically in the left ear, just heard a like a buzzing sound, and maybe it's even something that's happened in the last two weeks and it actually keeps you up at night and so father we just want to break that off lord that as they lay their head down that there would be peace that any buzzing anything in the ear that's causing him to not hear well would be completely broken off in jesus name thank you lord for anyone that's experiencing great emotional turmoil or feeling very strong feelings that you're alone um, i saw a picture um, there was a sea and someone, uh, there, there was a sailboat and the, it was a stormy sea, but I saw the Lord bring a peace to the sea and I saw the sailboat coming into safe harbor and then I saw the, sail, the sailboat transform and the front of the ship actually became a very strong, powerful ship. Um, and there's, this is a scripture actually in Psalm 107 that says the Lord will bring you into safe harbor. And... Um, and I, the other key I felt the Lord say was that you need to make, you need to give the the captainship of the seat of the boat to Jesus. Jesus is the one that steers the ship, and He's the one that makes the sailboat of your life that strong, fortified ship. So, in the name of Jesus, I release that. Thank you, Father. We release your resurrection, your dunamis power, into every heart in this place. That all feelings of turmoil and uh, feelings of being alone are broken off. In the name of Jesus. I see a, a bed, and just like we were hearing in the scriptures, Jesus said to the little girl, Tulitakoma, get up out of bed. And little girl, get up. Uh, I see a picture of a bed, and I, I see the words depression and oppression. And as some of you here and online are in bed with depression and oppression, and Jesus is here present right now to break the power of sin on your life that you've agreed with. So right now in Jesus' name, I just declare over you that Jesus, Jesus the risen Lord has broken off the power of sin from your life. And he says, get up out of bed, get out of depression, get out of oppression. Anybody else up here? I just see a strong uh, picture of an anchor being um, tossed over placed over the side of a ship and I hear the word rest so if you are in need of rest whether that's emotional or physical um, I just I see that anchor catching hold on the bottom and you are held and you are secure and there is rest for you so I speak rest over you in the name of Jesus so I heard the words I will never and so I just believe that there are some negative agreements that um, some have had and so if there's a resounding, I will never come to your mind, especially when an opportunity comes up for the Lord to do something amazing. We just repent of the I will nevers. We renounce those. We reverse in Jesus' name. Those negative agreements, those declarations in our minds and our emotions of the I will nevers, and we say I will. So Lord, whatever you're calling us to do, we say I will in Jesus' name. Anybody else up here? Okay, I'm going to ask this group up here to go down uh, and spread out, you guys right here. If you would, spread out. If you're on the floor, spread out. I'm going to ask this team to find someone and go prophesy over them. So spread out. 
spread out. Everybody who's on the stage, go find a person here. Find them, pray over them, prophesy something in their heart, something in their life, whatever you can. Whatever the Lord gives you, just find. There's people down here. Thank you, Lord. Let's go pray over them. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay, if you still have not had someone pray over you yet, put your hand up really high, please, so that those who are moving on, just keep your hand up, please, for a minute. Just keep them up. Okay, go to other people, too, if you can. Keep them up so people can see, please. Go to someone who has their hand up, if you can, guys. Thank you. Everybody gets something. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you still need a word or a prayer, put your hand up, please. Okay, there's one hand up, two hands up, three hands up. your hand up high. You can see if you need a word or a prayer from someone. Look over here, guys. Put your hand up high. Wave it. Wave it so people can see. There's one, two, right here. It's a gal here. Okay. Ashley needs a word or prayer over here. And someone, there you go. Someone's in, I can't see that far with the, the light. I don't know who's in the back and what's going on back there. Thank you, Father. So, Father, we just thank you for today. Just keep going, guys. Stay as the Lord leads you. And, Father, we just thank you for the demonstration of your power, demonstration of your love. For your love is the greatest power. Your love is the greatest power. Your love is the greatest power. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for activation and supernatural release. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Join us Tuesday in Jesus' name, and we'll see you then. Amen.